We might be a day late, but we're coming to you directly from the Officers and Leaders Conference right here in Hot Springs. And today's Arkansas ICAST starts now. You're listening to the Arkansas AgCast, where we discuss the latest news, trends, and issues impacting Arkansas farmers and ranchers. Our show is brought to you by the Arkansas Farm Bureau Federation and hosted by Jason Brown and John Nickman. With special producer Matthew McFrow on the uh, on the ones and twos today. Uh-oh. I'm going to try and not break it all. <laughs> Uh, can you get us? Oh, did did you add echo, or is that just me uh, uh, hearing think, it in the in the? I think it's just your headphones. Okay, well that's good. Yeah. Uh, hopefully it yeah, doesn't now, last forever. Yeah. Now uh, everyone's gonna hear us talking about echoing. Yeah. Echo, echo, echo. Uh, well, hey, welcome you guys. It We're has here. been a busy week, hasn't it? It has. Um, we I'm ready to go to sleep. Like crazy. <laughs> Matthew was telling me he's like, yeah, I didn't sleep well last night. Went to went home, went to bed at eight thirty, and so he said he woke up at like one o'clock, uh, restless. I'm yep. like, buddy, eight thirty is late for me to go to bed. Well, there's <laughs> something about me in hotels it does not work out. Don't don't vibe, huh? No, uh, first night, I, I can't go to bed before midnight. It's just might as well. The, like your first night in a hotel, or is Correct. that the normal everyday rule? No, every time I go to a hotel, yeah, you just got to be up late. I just can't go to sleep. But, uh, maybe you're it's just not so my excited. Bed or, you're, yeah, you're, yeah, I'm so excited. It's like high school. You're you're jumping up and down. It's like Christmas Eve. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. Oh boy, uh, that was a yeah. Sorry about sound. that. That's what happens when you uh, record live. Yeah, uh, from an event. We we'll give you a mute button for you to mess with your mic, <laughs> and you don't even use it. Sorry. Uh, if it does sound a little odd or different, if you're listening and not watching, we are in the uh, lobby of the Hot Springs Convention Center. Uh, a lot of activity going on around us. Very high ceilings, probably 40-foot ceilings. Yeah. Uh, lots of glass everywhere. Really a nightmare environment for recording audio of any kind. But a great uh, facility. But a great facility. And, uh, yeah, we're doing it. So uh, I was going to talk a little bit about the conference. Obviously, we are here at uh, at ONL, and I was going to, sorry, I'm bringing up the program, but I was going to talk a little bit about the conference. So this is actually day two. Yes. Uh, and frankly, uh, when we were on the air last week, we told you guys we weren't sure if we'd put the show out on day one or day two uh, because of the schedule and kind of how wild things are, but it's, it's day two, so it's Friday. Um, and it's really been great, uh, a great day so far. Yesterday... Uh, we start off with a general session that had um, uh, Dr. DQ Field speaking and giving an update from the university. Always a good one. Uh, yeah, we heard from President Rich Hillman yep. and uh, Jared Yates, the new executive vice president. We also heard from uh, Kevin McKenzie uh, from the insurance department or the insurance company uh, leadership there. Um, let me see what else. We had several great workshops. Uh, we had division meetings. We had division commodity division meetings too. Um, I mean, and then we ended up we ended the night last night with the inaugural Foundation Family Cookout. Ribs, um, ribs, ribs. Potato and I happened to eat, eat dinner together. Yep, some delicious ribs. Yeah, I, I, you know, you you come to find out how many 
agency managers and agents out there who came and w- were willing to cook for us. Yeah. There's yeah. some there's some pretty good cooks. Yeah. They sat out there all day in that heat. Ooh, yeah. Oh, I know. I heard I heard one of them say that they started cooking about eight o'clock yesterday mm. morning. Um, not fun. Um, so uh, you know, we had some great food, great dinner last night, and then we got started back early this morning. Uh, with commodity divisions again, I know you are walking straight out of a commodity yes. division meeting. We're a little late because of me this morning, but so thank you for. Uh, you know, it's tough when you're John McMahon. You're having to pull. I can't. I've, I've lost count of how many autographs I've given out this well, week. So you told them, and it looks and like the ball. All the other job here, responsibilities so. I have, Matthew, it is. It's been difficult. It yeah. Is. Well, you need to just start charging. I should. Yeah. I should. yeah. But I already I already told everybody that they'd get a discount because they're here today. So. Mm. Wow. You yeah. did you did say that last week. What's, what's, what's the discount off of free? <laughs> <laughs> I'm paying them. <laughs> uh, here's, here's a here's a crisp one dollar here, bill. Here's if you take my autograph. Yeah. Come up here yeah. and act like I'm I'm a big deal. Yeah. That's my marketing and advertising budget. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Uh, today there's a, another uh, big slate. Like you said, we started with commodity workshop, uh, our commodity meetings, uh, and then we've got some workshops on uh, the farm bill. Uh, John Newton, economist for the uh, Senate Ag GOP, yep. folks is here. Uh, he's here. Uh, we've got a workshop on inflation and securing capital in a higher interest rate environment, some things mm-hmm. like that. So anyway, jam-packed. And then we're going to wrap up officers and leaders with a general session where we will uh, crown the winners of the YFNR Awards. Yes. Um, and then we're going to hear from Coach Steve Roberts uh, to give us a little bit of motivation and inspiration. We'll wrap this up and then go straight into the Women's Leadership Conference after that. So Anyway, busy, busy time. And I just want to say something. We This event, uh, we acknowledge, has been going for 75 years, okay? Wow. Almost as long as Arkansas Farm Bureau's existence. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit tricky, the name. So we named this event 75 years ago, I'm assuming. Um, yeah. But it says officers and leaders, but really we welcome anybody. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean you know. We have our commodity division meetings here, so... You yeah. don't have to be an officer and leader to attend those meetings. Yeah. So, well, I think I think generally by being involved in the organization that is Farm Bureau, you are a leader in your community. That's so, true. Uh, yeah. I think it applies to everyone who it's participates. A great, it's a great perspective, Matthew. Thank you for that. Um, so, uh, that being said, if you hear, you know, something you like, if you if you think it sounds like a good time, then plan to join us next summer. It's always in July. Uh, we do move around, but I uh, hope to see here. Oh, I, w- I want to comment about this, too. Sorry. One more thing. The Potter's Clay uh, is a home for women women and children here in Hot Springs. And we have done this for the first time, this community service project at O&L. And I just think it's the coolest thing. I've done a couple of them just standing around. Yeah. So we've got one of the fill a, fill a bag. You know, we've yep, seen yep. people do these with meals and things like that. A bag of, of uh, needs and toiletries, so toothpaste, toothbrush, things like that. So you can stop by here at the event, fill a bag, drop a nice note in, and uh, I just think that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good thing going towards a good cause. That we're, that we're doing that. So anyway, what else What else did I miss on, on uh, O&L? Uh, well, I, I can we, – we've – so I'll go ahead and say I think we may announce this later uh, in the afternoon. <laughs> Uh-huh. Morning, 
Uh, so at the state convention, November 29th through December 2nd. Do not have those dates. Uh, yeah. In our trade show, we will have a specific corner designated for local foods and locally made products. Oh, uh, that's cool. And this little area is going to be sponsored by the Arkansas Grown, Arkansas Made. Really? Uh, label uh, and team at the Ag Department. Uh-huh. So thank you so much to the Ag Department and the Arkansas Grown and Arkansas Made Labels Absolutely. for sponsoring this area. Because of the sponsorship, those vendors won't have to pay for their space. So it'll be pure profit for them. Yeah. Wow. Well, the only expense they'll have is getting a litter rock. How so, do they sign up? So uh, you can go on our website, sign up. Also, if you're here at ONL today, there's if you haven't seen the postcards that I passed out, not only at our workshops and uh, commodity meetings, uh, they've been on every chair. Uh, we have postcards also with the, the same postcards with QR codes at the registration table, uh, and uh, we'll, we can also probably provide a link in uh, these show notes. Yeah, more than likely. Oh yeah, uh, as to where to sign up. So because it's sponsored by the ag department and the spaces are free to those vendors, it'll be an application process. So we're we're limited in space. Yeah, I bet. So uh, we'll we'll have a screening process. So please apply, uh, you or if you know anybody that would be interested in being a local uh, vendor at our uh, trade show. And the only requirements is that you uh, you either grow or make your product here locally in the state of Arkansas. And you know the state convention. There's a lot of people who walk around that trade show, and they're they're doing a little bit of Christmas shopping. Oh, yeah. So it's yeah. it's a good opportunity to get in front of you know people uh, from all over the state. Yep. You know, if you if you uh, make jams and jellies in Conway and you're uh, looking to expand your reach, could be a good place there to go. find some new customers. So a, a little little Christmas market there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and I did look up the dates. It's November 29th through December 1st. Which First, I think, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's in Little Rock at the State House Convention Center. So uh, make sure you're you're uh, making plans to be there and join us for that. We'd be happy to have you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let me see here. Oh, Rock City, I would just want to round back on something from last week. So, Rock City Burger Week, uh, we talked a lot about last week. We gave a rundown of some of the burgers, talked about, uh, you know, the cause and, you know, how you mm-hmm. can go eat the burgers. Mm-hmm. You know, if you watched last week. And, you, man, that burger was good that we went and had. Yeah. Wow. So, I just wanted to recap because I bet somebody's watching today and saying, well, I wonder if they did or were they just fooling us? Did they really go for lunch? And yeah. we did go for lunch, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. The three of us went together for uh, one lunch. I think I went to another one with our department. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I had one or two others. And too. I will say that out of the two I ate, it's hard to eat a burger every day. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I will. Uh, uh, for Farm Bureau. Yeah, you'll, 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 yeah. Take, you'll take that bullet. Yeah. You know? yeah I will. It's a job responsibility. So uh, Mockingbird was the favorite. For me. Yeah, yeah. I, I had multiple. My my top two were definitely the smashed and stacked, and then mm. the uh, mockingbird. Smashed and stacked was more of that greasy, like mm, yeah, mm. artery clogging, and I say that in a positive way <laughs> kind of burger. So um, you're saying that was your top, or was those mocking- are mockingbirds my top just uh-huh. because I love guac on a burger. Like, yeah, that's the easiest way to win me over. But it sounds um, like you're at, you know working at Farm Bureau might be a, a health risk. It uh, is definitely a health risk. <laughs> <laughs> Fried catfish, barbecue. Yeah. Policy development season's coming up. Well, the burger was excellent, but, you know, we started with these wings that they have there at Mockingbird that that we've talked about. Uh, I've I've, I've heard a lot about, and they were fantastic, too. So, overall, good experience. We we chose Mockingbird Bar and Tacos uh, for our Rock City Burger as a a show. Um, But anyway, yeah. And I Uh, believe they they done that – with the beef council has already gone and given an $1,800 uh, donation to the food bank. 
as a re- direct result. That's amazing. That's awesome. So, okay. You know, well, good um, deal. Very, very positive week. Lots of local restaurants filling the love of the community. So. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um, well, we're going to start to make our way into the news. Oh, I just remembered something. Oh, yeah? Uh, you are going to be gone next week. I am. Uh, to getting some well-deserved rest and relaxation. Mm-hmm. So we will not have the regular beach, show. Beach, beach. <laughs> so Sandy. we won't have the uh, regular show. But we are going to record a deep dive on one of the news stories that we covered last week. So I'm not going to tell you which one. But just know that next week you will be able to listen to uh, one of the AdCast deep dive uh, conversations on the news story from our show last week. So if you if you watched or listened to the show on July 13th, one of those news stories will will have a, a lot more uh, to talk about. Um, and probably the last time we'll give this reminder, but uh, just because uh, we've mentioned it a few different weeks now. USDA is hosting that preventive planning listening session on August 3rd in Stuttgart at the Rice Research Extension Station. Uh, This is where RMA is gathering uh, feedback on possible changes to preventive planning coverages. Uh, Senator Bozeman has really been a driver for these listening sessions. They're having them all over the country. This is our one for Arkansas. You can certainly participate in others via uh, Zoom or some sort of uh, virtual uh, option, Uh, but for Arkansas, uh, August 3rd, and it's going to uh, correlate with Rice Day uh, down there. August 3rd is the day to make your voice heard on the prevented planning uh, changes. Um, and uh, that session will take place again at the Rice Research Extension Station in Stuttgart uh, from 1 to 3 p.m. And you can find more info at rma.usda.gov. Cool. All right, just catching a breath there. Uh, oh, another bit of news that I got uh, yesterday that we wanted to pass along. U.S. cotton growers can apply now through September 1st uh, for the Climate Smart Cotton Program. This is a five-year initiative led by the U.S. Cotton Trust Protocol. Uh, the program aims to measure and improve the carbon footprint of the U.S. cotton industry while building on the four pillar- pillars of Climate Smart Agriculture Practices. Uh, participating growers will receive technical and financial support as well as other benefits that can enhance their operations, profitability, and environmental stewardship. If you're interested in this program, if it sounds like something that would be a good fit for you, you can learn more at trustuscotton.org. Let me see. Uh, Last chance because we're going to get into some crop progress action here. Yeah. Um, so if anybody has anything, oh, I would like to mention, we have our two O&L, I think we're calling you guys our O&L interns, um, uh, for <laughs> the week. It's new for us. Um, so great to have a couple of students, uh, from across the state here helping out the public relations team, uh, for O&L. So thanks to you guys for being here and for sticking around watching, uh, three dudes talk for yeah. 45 minutes. Uh, entertaining this can be. Yeah. All right. Uh, a few highlights from the crop progress report this week. Uh, we'll kick off today with a corn quality update. Just 60% of the crop in good to excellent condition uh, with more than a quarter in the fair column here. Not great news, but I saw, I was in Cross County over the weekend, made the trip down 64 over there. Saw some pretty tall corn in and around yeah. Cross County. I wonder if you uh, saw any corn on you were in phillips county yeah we were weekend. in phillips county a few weekends ago uh actually last weekend i think yeah. uh yeah saw plenty of corn I, I did see some 
still seen. very green corn. That that's what I thought when I saw. I mean, t- some of it honestly was not even as. T- I'm no, five yeah. eleven, so it wasn't as tall as me. Some of it was very tall, but it, it was and all green. Usually, you maybe not just not in Phillips County. Maybe it's further southeast. You, you you're usually seeing people with batch dryers that are able to harvest corn into July, very uh-huh. early August. But it kind of right. sounded like in that eastern Arkansas Phillips County area that they were looking more towards uh, mid-August to late-August, which I thought was kind of late. Uh, so maybe we should go back and look at when they planted. Yeah, that that's a issue. good... Yeah. Um, yeah, and, you know, part of the progress report does show... or quality report does still still show progress. So yeah. um, that might tell a little bit of that story as well. But anyway... Cotton also took a big drop this week in quality with less than 75% in the good to excellent, a drop of nearly. So it's not the less than 75% number here that's the headline. It's the fact that we saw uh, a 10% drop in quality since this show last week. Uh, crop progress pl- seems to be on, on pace with the five-year average, though, for cotton. Still hanging strong in the quality rating this week is the peanut crop, probably the best as far as quality goes across the board, we're sitting at nearly 90% good to excellent with only 1% uh, doing poorly. Uh, our favorite uh, uh, peanut producer listener of the podcast uh, I saw earlier, Heath Donner, uh, did not get to ask him how the crop's looking on his place. But um, but anyhow, glad to see that going well. And then rice is doing okay, uh, but we did see a bit more of the crop uh, dropped down in the fair column at 31% this week. Mm-hmm. That said, only 5% is in the poor quality column. So um, so 95% is that fair to fair to excellent, which is quite the range. What do, you, what, do you, what do you think this current drop we had in the last week is from? You think it's <laughs> I all think that it's, rain we got? You know what I think? I think it's a lag in reporting. Uh, yeah. I, I, I hate to say that because it – very well. I don't have any facts to back that up. But okay. just to see that big of a change without any real significant weather event that yeah. I'm aware of. I mean, we saw what happened down in way south Arkansas. Yeah. Uh, they actually ended up raiding that storm that we talked about on the show last week, an EF1 tornado, oh, really? by the way. Yeah. Um, but uh, I just think it's lagging reporting, frankly. Okay. Um, that's just my two cents. Because almost everything saw a drop. Livestock. Or, I'm sorry, moving on to soybeans. Uh, we saw a little bit of good sign this week. 70% of the crop now in the good to excellent condition. That's a 10% up, uptick from last week. Uh, I'm so confused. So rice, cotton, corn came down. Yeah. Soybeans went up. Uh, I don't know. Uh, livestock are also not looking great. USDA shows that now more than 40% are in the fair column. To pile on there, the hay crop's not looking great at the moment, which may cause issues for livestock farmers. Uh, here in the state, as we mentioned last week. Mm-hmm. And then I just want to note something, give you a little pat on the back, that uh, you and Jake had a conversation with Christina LaRue, who's an ag reporter at the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Yes, she uh, listened to our show from last week mm-hmm. and got interested in these qu- qu- crop quality challenges based on the WASDE yep. report. Uh, and she called and said, hey, tell me more about this. Tell me more about what we're seeing, why. Give me some numbers. Give me some data. And you guys we're able to spend about 30 minutes on the phone with her Wednesday and really yeah. give her some good information um, into those quality issues. And and Jake even provided some perspective on the on the hay inventory issues that we saw going into December last yeah. year. It's just really great. 
And so I'm going to say this, um, you know, really, uh, her conversation, uh, you, you provided some perspective also mm-hmm. on how what we're seeing in Arkansas plays into the world supply Supply and demand sounder <laughs> insert here. Uh, we need to make T-shirts, and uh, we do. And uh, anyhow, to, I, I checked in with Christina yesterday. She had hoped to have that story out today. It's going to mm-hmm. be tomorrow instead. So if you if you're able to check into the Arkansas Democratic Gazette uh, on Saturday, uh, please do and see that wonderful story that's got a lot of information from uh, John McMinn and Jake Carter. Yeah, I really appreciate Christina's interest, and then also on top of the fact that she's a listener. Yeah. So well. she, we're we're apparently doing a pretty good job of she's sourcing information from us, and uh, it's always good to talk to her. And you know what we kind of explained was that looking at the state as a whole and row crop, mm-hmm. it's we're still looking pretty good. Yeah. You know, yeah. it it there are patches there of people at hell damage or any other inclement weather uh, damage to their crops. So you know, if you ask those individuals, yeah, they're they're not going to be too too excited about it, but on a state level, uh, we're, we're, we're doing pretty good. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm not disappointed with that at the moment. Uh, so that's kind of confusing now that I see some of this has dropped, but some of it has gone up. So. Well, I just think that, yeah, I mean, I just, like, I think the other the other answer to your question is probably it's acute. Yeah. I think some of this some of this impact and damage mm-hmm. to an extent is acute. I talked to a farmer at dinner last night said, hey, how's it going? He said, soybeans are bumper. Yeah, you know that's I mean, what we so, just talked about in our soybean division meeting this morning. Really? Yeah, yeah I know you get, you had uh, Jeremy Ross yep. down, and, and and he 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 kind of contributed that to early planting in April. Uh-huh. He even said that they're already harvesting soybeans in Louisiana. Oh my gosh, it was really wet then, though. They you planted know? in like March, supposedly. Oh in, really? In, yeah. Well, you know, hey, uh, now that we've talked about crop quality, we ain't crop, got it like that. <laughs> no crop quality crop. Uh, progress. Let's dig into the news because I think you've got some uh, info when it comes to the marketing side. Of yeah, things. we've got some international news coming out of, uh, you probably guessed it, Russia. Yep, here we go. So Russia, Russia has announced they will not renew the Black Sea grain deal, but the door hasn't quite shut yet uh, on that exact deal. The Black Sea grain deal was originally brokered last July by the U.S. and Turkey in efforts to mm-hmm. alleviate a global food crisis by allowing Ukraine grain to ex- to be exported instead of being blocked by the uh, Russian-Ukraine war. Uh, on Monday, however, Reuters reported that Russia had refused to extend their agreement that has allowed Ukraine to export grain from its Black Sea ports for the past year. Their their reasoning, specifically, was for declining uh, for declining the extensions because their own shipments of food and fertilizer had not been kept. The deal not only prevented uh, a potential international food crisis, like I said before, but it also mm-hmm. established safety guarantees for shipping through a maritime humanitarian corridor and upholds the joint coordination sentry at the mouth of the Black Sea in, in Istanbul. That, that center specifically monitors the impl- implementation of the agreement. Uh, without an extension this year of the Black Sea uh, grain deal, all safety guarantees are removed from that area. And the northwestern Black Sea will again be designated an area of temporary danger for any type of shipping. So that's not good. Nope. To get Russia to originally agree to the deal, a three-year memorandum of of understanding was also struck with the United Nations under which UN officials agreed to help Russia with its food and fertilizer exports. 
But according to Russia, none of these requirements have been met, like I said before. Mm -hmm. Those requirements include the resumption of ammonia exports through a pipeline leading from Russia to Ukraine, uh, the Ukraine port of of Odessa, and the reconnection of its state agricultural bank, I'm going to butcher this, Rosal Hosbank, to the SWIFT international payment system. Mm. The Russian ministry was quoted saying, under these conditions of outright outright sabotage and the implementation of the Istanbul agreements, the continuation of the Black Sea Initiative, which did not justify its humanitarian purposes, became meaningless. As soon as the Russian part of the uh, Russian part of the agreements is fulfilled, the Russian side will return to the implementation of its um, of the deal immediately. Upon uh, only upon recipient of concrete results and not promises and assurances will Russia be ready to consider restoring the deal. Hmm. Uh, lastly, Russia also commented saying that the decision is not uh, or to hmm. not renew the agreement was unrelated to a recent overnight attack on a bridge between Russia and Crimea. Yeah. So take that for what it's worth. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, we should probably maybe should have had a disclaimer at the beginning <laughs> of that story. Uh, but, you know... I, I know you've been incredibly busy, but I, I read this morning and yesterday as well, in addition to not renewing this deal, uh, Russia has now uh, uh, taken, or how would I say this? They've done some attacks on yeah, some ports I think in I Ukraine. Saw that last night. Yeah, so um, not only are they not renewing the deal here, but they're, they've they've taken that a step further and, and they done attacked some a port in Odessa, didn't they? Or yeah. in uh, Ukraine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if not multiple, so um, this uh, and this morning, I know we, I know yesterday. Sorry, it may have been Wednesday, uh, but anyway, I read it this morning. Eight and a half percent wheat mm-hmm. was up. Uh, we're probably going to see wheat prices increase almost daily. Supply um, and demand. Hold up. Wait a minute. That's it's that simple. <laughs> so uh, anyhow, we'll we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, you know, it's an interesting time of year. I, I read a com- or I heard a commentator on a rural radio network uh, earlier this week say, "Yes, it's a big deal. Yeah. But at the same time, it's with all the fighting, it's been really hard to plant and actual actually farm wheat in Ukraine. There's a war so, happening in their backyard. so how you know how much is there to export." Also, Ukraine's more of a winter wheat yeah. uh, country. So, you know, I think there's some debate back and forth on, on what the impact will be. We're bringing it to you because it absolutely impacts the commodity markets and uh, agriculture as a whole. So I will start off the day with what a bit got? of grim news for next year's production costs. Uh, let's dig into the numbers uh, from USDA. So USDA's first 2024 cost of production forecast for major field crops uh, such as corn, soybeans, wheat, cotton, rice, uh, um, peanuts, and um, among others, shows the input costs are expected to remain elevated into the next growing season at the third highest level of all time mm. and only slightly lower than the record high reached in 2022. During 2024, the cost of production is expected to be the highest for rice at nearly $1,200 per acre, down 1.8% from 2023. Uh, while some input cost categories like fertilizer and chemical expenses are projected to decline from 2023 to 2024, uh, other expenses such as seed costs, labor, machinery, equipment, taxes, and insurance are expected to increase. Uh, based on USDA's current input cost projections, 
trend yields, and commodity uh, price trends. Several major field crops may experience marketing year average prices below break-even levels this year and possibly into 2024. Not good. No. Declining crop prices and elevated input costs highlight the importance of farm management factors such as risk management, marketing, diversification, and uh, production efficiency, all of which are topics I believe we're covering at this meeting uh, that can enhance income and reduce costs and possibly contribute to more favorable or above break-even margins for major field crops. Since 2020, the total costs paid by farmers to raise crops and care for livestock increased by, get this, more than $100 billion, or 28% increase for production costs Um, since 2020, to an all-time high of $460 billion in 2023. In percentage terms, the largest increases in input costs were experienced in fertilizers, financing, crop protection tools, livestock, and fuels and oils. So think about that when you go to the grocery store and look at those prices. Yeah, I, um, I'm surprised labor's not on there. Yeah, truly. Uh, you know, some of the stuff we've talked about recently, uh, I am too. But it says in percentage, so. Yeah. Um, I will tell you, I talked to a farmer. I was sort of giving a preview of this story to somebody this morning over coffee, and they said, I, I mentioned the $1,200 per acre rice production. Yeah. Co- and he said, I remember but I've bought ground for less than that. <laughs> That's not funny. No, it's not. It's, 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 and not only it's that, terrible. but he said, let me give you the, some interest rate numbers. He said, you're talking with interest on the ground, probably $46 an acre just in interest. It's, it's almost you know, impossible, I mean, or I wouldn't say impossible. It's incredibly difficult to be profitable at row cropping specifically if you don't own the ground outright. Yeah. It's, and renting and leasing ground right now with all those high input costs is, man, I can't. Mm, yeah, it's know. a it's a real challenge. So stress. Uh, anyway, not not great news. Obviously, we'll continue covering this. We're we're continuing to have these conversations about the production practices, the risk mitigation, all those things that can help offset that for producers. Uh, but all of this information coming out as as a farm bill is being developed is 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 really important to 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 take note of. All right, let's take a short break from the news uh, to hear a reminder about keeping rural roads safe this time of year. Arkansas farmers and ranchers work seven days a week. That means when you hit the road, you may be sharing it with farm equipment, especially if you're traveling along rural roads and county highways. Farm equipment moves slower than our pickup trucks and minivans. They may not have the safety lights and turn signals of our family vehicles either. The trucks and tractors moving down the road need extra room to make turns, cross bridges, and move through intersections too. We all get in a hurry sometimes, but it's important that we all stay safe, no matter if we're headed to buy groceries or grow them. So next time you're cruising past a pasture or field, keep an eye out for farmers. They'll be sure to keep an eye out for you too. If we all work together, we can make sure Arkansas is cultivating safe roads it's so important that we work together to keep each other safe. On the roads, you may find yourself on the road with a farmer moving hay or driving one of the large row crop implements this time of year, especially with harvest coming up. Mm-hmm. Let's just all be sure to help one another cultivate safe roads. Now let's get back to the news. Let's do it. Oh, it's me. All right. <laughs> uh, so U.S. inflation is easing. Um, that's good news. 
Yes. Now it's not the bottom's not dropping out, so let's not just start dancing. E- easing, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> easing is is far from considering where we were. Far from good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's some good news. So, anyways, inflation has been a uh, crippling economic factor for families across the country, to say the least. Although it's still higher than the Federal Reserve's target number of two percent, the consumer price index fell from fell two three percent uh, over year over year in the previous month. Mm-hmm. This is the lowest since March of 2021 and is down from 4% in May. The decrease can be contributed to dropping energy and slowing food prices. However, service prices uh, and the core index, which excludes food and energy, mm-hmm. uh, remain high with the uh, CPI descending to 4.8%. Okay. Housing costs, specifically rent, have been the main contributors to price increases. High housing costs and rising interest rates continue to make ha- house or make houses less affordable and are pushing rent prices up. Healthcare costs and car insurance are also rising as providers continue to pass on increased costs to consumers. Mm. On a positive note, uh, real wages have started to grow. Yeah. Uh, with real hourly wages increasing 0.2% last month and up by 1.2% over the past year. On the other hand, wages remain 3.2% lower than December 2020. Oh, interesting. Yeah. There have been signs of monetary tightening. Real estate rates are positive again, and the money supply has dropped 4% over the last year. However, some analysts say that by historical standards, these conditions aren't that strict, but people still are calling for caution, uh, cautious action from the Fed, whose current mission is to combat inflation. Mm -hmm. Although the Fed is still expected to raise interest rates in July, it is thought that the end of a, of said tightening is near, with the odds of a September interest rate hike falling. Nice. I did I did read that we had the slowest month in the housing market since January yeah. last month. Mm-hmm. So it looks like that's. I talked to a realtor friend who said they're more of a sell in six to eight weeks type yep. market rather than over the weekend. Yeah, <laughs> which is where we were for a few years. Well, you look in our neighborhood in Little Rock, a year from a year ago today. There was houses everywhere for sale. And didn't even... And then there's like maybe one in our neighborhood. The people across the street, they're like, we had two houses sell next door to each other uh, last year. And the people across the street, they're like, yeah, uh, we really like this house, but we really wanted the one next door. But it got bought before, so we just saw the next one pop up. (laughs) It's just like, it's crazy. It's like you, Um, a year ago, you'd offer a price on a house in Little Rock or say Northwest Arkansas. And somebody would come in an hour later with cash, and it would be you know, 10, 20 percent higher than what you, yeah, yeah. It was crazy. It's, now you can't find a house or so. Yeah, well, so good thing I like my house. Yeah, uh, I like my thanks house. Thanks to the storms, I've got a uh, new roof and some improvements. <laughs> you got, that have been you got made a new floor too, though, the other day, didn't you? Yeah, I got a new floor going in. I mean, you know, oh uh, goodness. Well, let's wrap up the show today with a great campaign, and this is some positive news. I'm, 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 I'm super excited for this one. New. Uh, a great campaign new to uh, Northwest Arkansas as of this week. Like I said, I'm, I'm a little fond of this one simply because I had the uh, opportunity to be on hand for that event um, Tuesday. Uh, the Runway Group, in partnership with the Benton County Farm Bureau, UA Cooperative Extension, and Benton County Judge Barry Mooring, revealed signage Tuesday at an event to bring awareness to the uh, Arkansas Rural Recreational Roads R3 initiative. Uh, the R3 initiative was created as a pilot program uh, to designate specific gravel cycling routes on uh, country roads, county roads, uh, throughout Northwest Arkansas, and eventually the state, to preserve them and maximize their value. 
The Respect Rural Roads campaign is meant to bring awareness to safety among motorists, farmers, and cyclists. Yep. And I'll just take a pause and say, they just started playing Plinko, if you've ever watched Prices Right, the game Plinko, which is not a very quiet game right next to us. So apologize if you hear that. All right, as I mentioned, I was able to attend that event and enjoy the opportunity to learn more about the project as well as hear comments from the county judge, Benton County Farm Bureau President Kevin Smith, uh, Wes Evans, who's a Benton County farmer, and then Benton County Extension Agent Johnny Gonzalez mm -hmm. and Tom Walton. Wow. Uh, it was great to hear about the collaboration on this project, but also the importance that the heritage and history of agriculture in Benton County played in the development of this campaign. Tom Walton gave credit to the County Farm Bureau in educating him on the topic and providing some much needed guidance for that campaign. Uh, the road signs are uh, already up all over the county. There are 76 signs in total. Wow. Uh, I thought this was, uh, this was cool. Runway Group used uh, Strava, which is a cyclist ride mapping software, uh, to locate uh, the most popular rural cycling routes in the county to plot the locations for the signs. Uh, we have photos from that event on our social channels. Uh, go check those out. And as a side note, through our involvement in this project, a simple gesture uh, has been revived as a sign of politeness and respect while passing each other on the roads. Matthew, you and I went up and shot a, a Q&A conversation between a farmer and a cyclist up there. Mm -hmm. And this, this topic came up. Andy Chastain uh, was, the, was the cyclist that we talked to. He does some work with the uh, runway group. But they sort of uh, happened upon this topic of the wave, just a simple wave, and how we've kind of gotten away from that. But it, it, obviously it's a friendly gesture. It means I see you, you see me. It's an acknowledgement. But they sort of embrace this as this way of saying, hey, I respect what, you, what you're doing on the road. You respect what I'm doing on the road. Yeah. So that really came up in that video, which I think we're getting ready to release. Yeah, uh, it should be in the next couple of weeks. In the next week or two. Yeah. Um, so you'll see that as part of that conversation. But I wanted to bring that up because when you go and look at these photos, a couple of them is, will have the group who spoke literally waving back at the camera and that's because they've really sort of latched onto this concept of the wave and, and it was really uh a, a, a hot topic at this event so I'm, I'm glad to see that in northwest arkansas because you know, was growing cool. up in arkansas county if you didn't wave at somebody that was driving past you it was like well what did i do yeah like, what yeah. did i do to him yeah you know and then when i got to college it was you know i was just used to just waving at every car that went by right yeah yeah and I do it now. My wife like makes fun of me. You know, yeah. Yeah, it's, I think it's also a, uh, a thought of... And people you know, wave back to me. Everyone just slow down a little bit, take a wave, you know, be, be happy to be where you are, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. I remember um, growing up, we were on our way to a duck hunt one morning, and we had somebody in the truck that wasn't from Arkansas, I don't think, and whoever was driving waved at the individual coming at him. was like, did you know that person? No. No. <laughs> well, why'd you wave at him? That's kind of what we do. Yeah. So I like it. I, 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 like, I like it. I think it's really cool. And I love that they brought it into this event. Like that, it started with me, Matthew, Wes, and Andy. I mean, I say that, but, you know, just it, it really came up in that conversation. And then to see it carried through the live event, I yeah. just thought it was pretty neat. And anyway, like I said, good reminder. Uh, all right. Well, I think that's the news. Um, and Matthew, we haven't even acknowledged it. I, I owe you an apology, man. Oh, what, we, we haven't even happened? acknowledged that you're here. Who? No, you did. Instead of Brian. Oh, you did. Matthew's okay, here. all right. Well, at the beginning, that's what it was, it was when uh, I talk for a long time. I mean, time. it's been 40 minutes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got it. 
if you don't know this, Matthew is a he 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 watches the clock. He gets honest. He is a keeper of the time, and he gets unhappy when we go over sometimes on time. I mean, we might do it on purpose occasionally just to see him get riled up. As long as people keep listening, it's not a problem. But I can filibuster with the best of Matthew. Uh, (laughs) Okay, (laughs) (laughs) gonna just reenact some movies over here filibustering. Yeah, I can give Nick Saban a run for his money. Well, uh, I don't have stump the host. Uh, that's not my that's not my shtick. That's Brian's yeah. shtick. Yeah, uh, we're gonna talk restaurants. Yeah, we're gonna talk restaurants. Uh, and while last time it was rural restaurant res- recommendations, I feel it's only appropriate. Here we are in Hot Springs. Yeah. Uh, let's go through a, a day of eating in Hot Springs. Hey. So breakfast, oh. lunch, and dinner. Okay, so so let me let me let me let me make sure I understand. You're you're gonna talk us through an entire day's worth of an meals. entire day, and it'd be good meals, you know. You might no you bad. might be none of that right. you might be <laughs> overly full by hey, the end of the day. Hey, but. We'll be the judge of that. All right. We'll All see. right. Well, we'll see. Uh, there's really only one spot in Hot Springs for breakfast oh, that yeah? you can go. Oh, it's I, a pancake I, shop. I know. Yeah. You know, it's thing is you gotta get there early. They take debit cards now. I haven't been there to a pancake go. shop yet. I really want to, but Man, I, I hear the same oh, thing. Have? It's like you gotta get there early. Hey, me and me and me and Ashley are going tomorrow morning. So I won't be here. I'm leaving after this. Yeah. Well. I was gonna say if you don't sleep in tomorrow, gonna go to the beach. But uh, if I don't go to sleep, you know, I'm, I mean, <laughs> I'll say there's nothing just like incredibly like, oh my gosh, this thing is so incredibly special. Yeah. It's that it's all good. You yeah, know, it's just it it's is. breakfast food. It's country breakfast food. You know, you get what yourself. What specifically did you get? I just I'm a classic breakfast kind of man. Pancakes, some eggs, eggs some uh, protein, a little bit of protein. If I do biscuits and gravies, no pancakes. You know, mm. I do you couldn't one get all the, the carbs in. Um, you know, well, yeah. I'm glad you said that because it, you're right. If you go biscuits and gravy, you can't, you can't go. So pancakes. it's really, do you want to be savory or sweet that morning? Is the way hey, I look. I, at have, it. I have a question for y'all. Sorry to interrupt, Matthew, but if you order pancakes, do you eat them while you're eating everything else? So let's just I'm say a, a traditional I'm a, I'm a, eggs. I'm gonna save it till the end. It's my dessert for my breakfast. I eat my Bingo. eggs. I eat my bacon or sausage, and then I get into them pancakes or waffles. You know. Bingo, Matt. Probably no surprise for y'all because we talked about this earlier. But your pancakes are going to be cold if you do that. <laughs> you haven't seen how quick I eat. <laughs> well, I that's not. a fair point. I, I I agree. Now here's what I do. I go ahead and put the butter on when they bring them out. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, you butter yeah, and serve you them get immediately. That, yeah, you gotta yeah. get that. And you let it kind of soak in for the ten minutes while you're mm, eating the other stuff, mm, and you're mm. good. But I accept the answer of I eat, it, eat my pancakes first and then the others. So that's a fair answer. I did say I ate them first. It's what about like, uh, syrup on your bacon? Of food. Uh, uh, no, not intentionally. Sausage. Mm. Sausage. Sausage. Yeah, sausage. syrup on your sausage. And I'll smoke breakfast sausage. See, I, I like dip. I like just a little dip in the end. You know. Yeah. I smoke breakfast sausage sometimes, mm. and what I when I do, I buy it straight from the meat counter, and then I and do you then I uh, Vermont maple syrup. In I there? do maple syrup, and I let it sit overnight in the fridge, mm. and then I'll put it on the smoker yeah. for a few hours. And buddy, got that got that McGrill hey, hey, flavor. The, yeah. the last thing I'll say about maple syrup, you need to check your label. Oh yeah, make oh, sure it's, it's sure 100% it's actually pure. maple syrup and not corn syrup yep. that's got a bunch of stuff in it to make really? it taste like or 50-50. Sometimes yeah, they do 50-50 mixes. Honey is oh the same. Oh my gosh, way. I didn't know that. Honey is the same. Yeah, so honey. yeah, you got to check the bottle. Make well, sure honey, it's 100%. I usually buy local. Yeah. So I, yep, I bet yep. that's not an yeah. issue. But syrup, yeah. You, you a lot of those bottles from the store. Really? Absolutely. Okay. All right. All right, so we've covered breakfast, so that's and breakfast. a little bit more. So then uh my my pick for lunch was going to be Superior Brew House uh 
we talked about it, um, or Superior Bathhouse Brewery. Brewery, yeah. Uh, we talked about it maybe going there yesterday, but we, we ended up having those ribs. From they, the, they have a really good burger there. They have very, very good uh, burgers. Um, a lot of their meats are farm-to-table. Uh, oh, really? Uh, I know they've in the past partnered with a farm in Bismarck uh, to get some of their meats. Um, and the cool thing to me is... Uh, with their locally brewed beers, first of all, they're the only place that can claim that they brew beer with hot springs, you know, water, oh, yeah, the, the yeah, special yeah. water, oh, which yeah. that's that's neat. I, I don't mm-hmm. know that it makes I'm it. I'm having some right now, yeah. yeah. I don't know if it makes the it water? just. water? Spe- yeah, uh, Mountain Valley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not having a pale ale. I'm uh, sure you that. Anyways, but working, man. Some, yeah. of the, some of the excess grain, the stuff that comes <laughs> off the brewing process, uh I know in the past, I can't speak for today, but in the past they have taken those to farms and allowed, like, the cattle and hogs can eat that for eat nutrition. Eat spent grain. Oh, right. Spent yeah. grain. Yeah. And so uh, the place they were getting their meats from, they also took those spent grains. So it was a full Lifestyle. circle process. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like that. It's very, very cool. Uh, the owner there, she, she's awesome, uh, has a real good, you know, what she's trying to do. Um, mm-hmm. and, yeah. Yeah. And it's just cool to be in a bathhouse, you know, and eating lunch. Did you um, get a bath while you're there? No, they don't have baths there. You got to walk down the street for the bath. <laughs> no, I have I have not been there since they opened that outdoor space. Yeah. But I was when I left Their here yesterday, nice. I was running to the hotel to check in. And that patio and then that green space, there was a family out there playing soccer yeah. and like I just just yeah, really it's, cool. It's, it's a really there. cool place. Yeah, you know, if nice you were spot. if you're checking out the national park, hiking on the West Mountain and stuff like that, it's a good place to stop. Soak in your feet after. in the fountain. Um, and then for dinner, uh, there's right. lots this of is options. The big one. There's lots of options. This is a big one. Uh, for me, uh-huh. personally, I'm a Mexican food man through and through. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know where you're uh, going. And Taco Mama. Yeah, Taco Mama. Ooh. I don't think I've ever eaten there. Taco Mama. I mean. It's just it's it's Tex-Mex with a with a spice of authentic, I would say. You know, it's not quite authentic Mexican food, but mm-hmm. like you know, very good tacos, burritos, cheese dip. You're you're in there with Taco Mama. I would accept the answer. I think the the honorable mentions, obviously, Grateful Head Pizza. Ooh. Yeah, You're in the mood for pizza. Absolutely. And, uh, a, a locally brewed beer, Grateful Head's incredible. Have you been there, John? Um, I have not. And oh man! If you're if you're in the if you, if your your wallet's feeling a little too heavy, you no, might you might head now. over to Five Hundred One Prime and get <laughs> yeah. you a steak. And, I have been there, and their steaks I have never are been to Five Hundred One. Uh, their steaks are incredible. They but are very good. Your wallet will be a little bit lighter on the back end of yeah. it. Yeah, we ate at Deluca's Pizza yesterday mm. for lunch, and had the burger of all things. Oh, that it burger! Was amazing. Hey, I'll take the burger over the it's pizza great all burger. day long. All I haven't had their pizza yet, and Be- the owner the was there, good. be bopping around, saying hi to everybody. Was what'd you get as a side? Uh, it came with a salad. It was yeah, a okay. chopped blue cheese, bacon, and like a cherry tomato. Because usually salad. the burger is just on the appetizer really menu. They might change that for lunch or something. I did ask for fries, and oh, I, yeah. I was no, reminded sh- that. You, you didn't ask for ranch, did you? No. Because they'll shut you down. No, they, they said uh, uh, the like the, the disclaimer of ordering, ordering the burger is that it was so good you didn't need any other comments, condiments. And that they wouldn't bring you any condiments unless you tried the burger first without it. And oh. they guaranteed that after you tried it, you wouldn't need them. And they were Look, right. It's good. Cheese and meat and bread. That's all it was. <laughs> I know. They're, it's good. I just can't. I yeah, just, they're, they're, I get they're, the headiness of that place, as Matthew heady. would say. Uh, um, they, they, uh, but it is good. It's you know. great food. It's fantastic. There's, there's, it there's no, no complaining about the food. No. Um, 
All right, so we've got. Let's just do. A, or is that all? That's, that's it for me. I okay. Mean, uh, but we. So we did a breakfast at the pancake shop. Yep. yep. Lunch at Superior Bathhouse Brewery. Uh-huh. Yep. Dinner at Five Hundred One Prime. Or Taco Mama. Oh yeah. Din- sorry. Dinner at Taco but Mama. But Five Hundred One Prime sorry. definitely got, feels like. The, I got sidetracked. You know. On my salary, Taco Mama makes more sense, but uh, oh, yeah. I'm telling you, this guy—he is such an evangelist for Taco Mama. I've 93% of the times I've eaten a meal in this town with Matthew, it's been at Taco Mama. Really? Look, yeah. Um, why don't you take me to Taco Mama? Because you don't—you you leave early for the beach and don't you know, <laughs> eat lunch with me, John. That's because I get here so uh, early and I work so hard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can go to lunch with me anytime you want. That's funny. I'm excited about the John, opportunity. John Carroll trying to mess <laughs> you up right there. Uh, yeah, well, all right. So I think that's pretty good, Matthew. And uh, I, I think I may give that whole run a try from, from breakfast to, to yeah. dinner. You'd be, um, you'd be real full by the end of the day, I think. You, you better have some walking in your, your plan. I'm hungry right now. All I have for breakfast was oatmeal. All I had for breakfast was coffee, so. Yeah. And, and, a, and a, a chocolate milk. I don't want anybody right thinking I've got surplus income to go eat at 501 Prime all the time because I've been once <laughs> and I've never been back. Now look, you got your suit on. <laughs> you're talking about steak. You probably order a strip there if I had to guess. No, it was a big old dry age rib. Yeah, that's the way to do it. You yeah. know, You know the best cut. Oh, yeah. All right, we have drugged this on long enough. I guess we better go say hi to some of these folks. We've yeah. got quite the crowd around uh, People now. People are making faces at us. Uh, for, for Matthew, not for us. Uh, all right, that wraps up the news for this week. Thanks for following along with the Arkansas iCast. We're grateful for you taking the time to watch and listen. Remember, you can catch new episodes of the show every Thursday afternoon. Find video episodes on Facebook and YouTube. Listen to the audio version on iTunes or Spotify. And make sure you sure to subscribe and leave us a review when you have a few extra minutes. That's right. The Arkansas iCast is brought to you by the Arkansas Farm Bureau. I'm Jason Brown. And I'm John McMinn. And we'll see you next week.